Welcome, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetsBirds, your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and apologies, some technical difficulties, so we're a minute or two late. But joining me, as always, from Minnesota, I assume it's sunny, I don't know. How's it going, Andy? Yeah, it's actually nice out. It's like spring. The kids are like, is it spring for real this time? Because we had like a really nice weekend, and then we got eight inches of snow, and they were super disappointed. But no, I think maybe spring for real this time might be getting the asparagus garden going finally this year. But uh, more importantly, it's still March Madness. We're going to have a weird lull here. And, you know, usually we have these off off tournaments and stuff. The NIT is not till Thursday. And then the CBI, I think maybe just today and tomorrow. So not a ton of college basketball games. And then as Drew, it's funny, like we didn't even realize the scheduling was this way. But as Drew and I discovered last night, the next two days of the tournament are Saturday, Sunday. So we don't even have like the big Friday buildup. And I, I'm guessing we said this yesterday. It makes sense if they went from selection Sunday to the first day of the tournament, if they push that all back one day, you couldn't just leave the same amount of spacing as normal between week one and week two. You'd had to go right. to, you know, one extra day in there too. I'm assuming it's for testing purposes. It sucks. It's going to be weird having elite game, eight games on a Monday and Tuesday, but at least there's not that many games. They won't be middle of the day shit. It'll be, you know, after work for people who are going to be mad that there's games on during work or something. So shouldn't be a problem. You'll get to watch Gonzaga late at night. Um, everything obviously still in Indy, but uh, yeah, the CB, CBI, I shouldn't have got cute with that first half bet. I don't know. I don't ever bet first halves. I thought I was worried about, uh, and of course they trucked. Otherwise CBI went really well. Even the army total that went away from me, I ended up uh, live betting that a couple times. So good job to Bellarmine. I think I'm saying that one right. I'm not even 100% sure um, on the pronunciation on some of these new teams outside of UC San Diego. I've always nailed that one. But uh, good job. UCI was a uh, – CBI. UCI? That's Cal, Cal Irvine. Anyway, CBI was a lot of fun. I got a couple of wins in the regular tournament, and some of my teams that I like and bracket-wise had moved on. So Alabama trucked. There was a couple of truckings. UCLA trucked. There were some decent games. You know, the, the Michigan-LSU game was back and forth. But, um, yeah, fun weekend, and now we're kind of into a little bit of a desert here. So we have we have a couple good tennis tournaments. We have a funny golf tournament. We have NBA. We have hockey. Baseball's right around the corner. So we're not totally dead yet. But uh, as I did mention, too, still – you still can take advantage of the $500 risk-free bet from our friends at WinBet. Again, we will have some links for that if you want to sign up. And you still can get yourself a sweatshirt. We just shipped out a bunch more. Those are still available. We're going to get those out soon again. So look for that. And um, how about some NBA? Let's start it out. Let's do it. We love the association. Split last night, but we'll come back here. There's six games. Um, actually, I have picks in three of them here. We'll start with the Phoenix Suns. Um, played them minus one. They're now minus two. That's fine. Um, they're in Miami. I actually have them more as like a six, almost seven-point favorite in this game. I think that there's a little bit of an overreaction to kind of a tough stretch they've had the last 12 games. You know, yes, they're right around 500, but losing mostly to good teams. Miami, on the other hand, has been kind of beaten up on some of the um, Eastern Conference um lesser teams, if you will. So I think there's just a little bit of an overreaction here. Phoenix generally is better at home, but they're not so bad on the road that 
Um, they shouldn't be bigger favorites in this. So happy to lay a point even two with Phoenix. My Philadelphia 76ers are visiting the Golden State Warriors. No Joe Ellen B, no Seth Curry, but no Steph Curry. So we have a Curryless uh, Golden State Warriors game tonight. And I think that loss of Steph Curry is much bigger and more impactful to Golden State than what we're seeing um, you know, the impact here in the market. I mean, the Sixers, even without Joel Embiid, still have Dwight Howard, still have Tony Bradley, two you know, above-average centers who can protect the rim and at least are kind of functional out there. And then they have Tobias Harris. It looks like Ben Simmons is going to play tonight. There's still just uh, plenty of talent on this Philadelphia roster, even without Embiid and Curry. So laying the three-and-a-half points with them. Um, that number looks like it's gone out to four. That's okay, but I wouldn't play it any more than minus four. And then no totals, but a team total, Andy. We're going to take the Pelicans team total over 113. I have this closer to 116, so 114 is okay. Probably even 114 and a half. This is honestly one of the situations where I think if this goes over, it goes over by a lot. Um, but if it goes under, it goes under by a lot. The Pelicans have just this, a very wide range of outcomes when it comes to their scores, but they're almost always are scoring more than 113 points. You know, as I look at their opponent tonight, it's the Lakers. There's no LeBron. There's no Anthony Davis. You know, maybe they'll slow the pace down. I'm not sure, frankly, why they would, but um, the defense definitely for the Lakers is going to take a step back. So um happy to take the team total over with New Orleans instead of maybe trying to lay the points. So a couple looks there for the people. What do you think, Andrew? I dig it, especially in over uh, the total moved against you yesterday and still got there quite handily by 15 points or better, I want to say. I think it cracked like 230, ended up, well, you know, down in the 215 range. So good for us on that. And yes, Phoenix, although Drew and I had kind of decided that was a team we're fine fading in the postseason, still plenty. Oh, fine. I can't wait. Yeah, still plenty of betting on them. Somebody did have a question here. Phoenix Who are Suns. some of your favorite baseball handicappers? We're probably going to get Mr. Burke on. on. Yeah, Mr. we had Burke Mr. Was, Burke. Was pretty fantastic. We will have Mr. Burke on uh, the deep dive here soon. Adam, to Burke. A, a, Adam Burke. A more extensive. Uh, um, dig into some of the things he's using in his process this season. Um, you know, uh, someone we've had on before, Frank Brank. He's a pretty good baseball handicapper. Uh, a couple guys over there at Elite, I know, that do a pretty good job. So um, we'll, we'll try to get some more baseball guys on here next month. I mean, we're like two weeks from opening day. So I'll, I'll work on some guys I know that do some baseball content. We'll get them on here for you. And maybe you can uh, find yourself some fun new Twitter follows that way. Or some guys that can give you some insights on baseball. Golf. I did make a few plays here. I mean, I posted them right now on the screen, so cat's out of the bag on some of these. I haven't got my whole card together. This is a goofy tournament. So if anyone's looked at this, it used to be a bracket of 64. They were ranked by the OG OWGR, which isn't a really good ranking system. It's close enough, but it's not. it doesn't really – it's like a two-year rolling period. So, like, if you have a bad summer or an injury or just – play poorly you can really get drugged down so the seating is a little funny in this and uh in recent years they did switch to it wasn't the true tournament they do pods of four 16 men uh 16 pods of four men excuse me so then you can't get like some star player just getting you know some guy runs into somebody's playing hot as shit that day and you lose a star player for the for the weekend they didn't like that for you know tv and money purposes so a little different this year so you, you can bet groups there's a lot of places that are hanging prices on all these groups of it's basically yeah, four I ball like except they're going to play each other in a round robin format so it's not as high variance as like a daily three ball 
um, you do get some of these, like some of these top players might probably be a little short on their pricing just because they, there's always like one bad, it's not every group. Some groups are pretty tough, but a lot of these groups have one player that's clearly behind the rest. And in the, you know, in the case of group one, DJ is the best player in the world right now. He should probably be like minus 130. I have in this. So I'm fine playing this in a plus number, anything up to even really um, a couple other groups. And I probably will bet some more groups than this. I did have some more things to look at, but Sergio was somebody I was looking at there just based on my numbers and his group and his price. And then, I mean, same thing with Corey Connors. I'm going to have a couple of long shots and a few of these. And then I did just looking at the course in general, there's some really long par fives, which are great for a guy who can hit the piss out of the ball like Bryson. And there's some really short par fours, which are advantageous for a guy who can roll a tee shot shot up on the green like Bryson. Like he's going to be intimidating to play at this at this course. He's going to be tough to play anywhere. He's I mean ever so much is made of like how hard he hits the ball and you know, oh, he hit it across the water. He's a pretty good putter too. Like he has an all-around really good game. Like he, he's about 14 to 1 to win this whole thing. There's a little more variance once you get down to the uh once you get down to the the weekend where you're only playing true matchup to advance, you know, one and done against one other guy. So I'm just going to play him a little to make the final four here. I think that 400 number is a little long. And then, yeah, Fouge brings up, yeah, this Pete Dye course. Yep. There's a lot of, I mean, if you take up, take in any, any um, sort of media about this, they're going to talk about the people who, you know, went to Texas, the people who live around Texas. Actually, Sergio is one of those people. He's from the area. He's played it plenty. You know, you're going to hear about the guys who went to UT. Spieth obviously played this course probably 20 times in college. So there's some people who are really familiar with this course, even if it's been years. So uh, something to look at. But I will have a blog out this afternoon. There's matchups for every matchup on round one. It's not going to be a case where different books have different matchups. Because there's going to be two golfers that are playing each other. That's yeah. what they're going to offer. So I will have a blog up at BetSports later for everything I end up on this tournament. And I'll be playing matchups throughout the weekend. So yeah, I'm taking a look here. So, so it's this starts on Wednesday. Are they playing 18 a day or are they playing 36 a day? they got a lot of matches to get in. Yeah, so they are going to play. You play your round robin Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you play 18 Gosh. each day, which <clears throat> you can have the tie during the round robins. Mm -hmm. So the most you can play is 18, but a lot of these, you know, if, if you're up five, five shots with four holes to go, they they'll just stop it. So there is a chance for them to play fewer, but um, they will not have extra holes. You can have these once they have actual advancement rounds. I mean, there's been, um, I think 26 is the record. There's been matchups in this that have gone 25, 26 holes. Because yeah. you have to you have to come up with a winner eventually. Right, so, you gotta finish the match. So, so the if the champion were to say play, you know, the full 18 and all the round robins, and maybe it took a while on those, they could play seven full rounds of golf by the time Sunday's up. Because on Saturday and Sunday, people will play two rounds of golf, which it's it is quite a okay, bit of so golf. So that, that's how they're gonna squeeze it in. That makes sense. Yeah, so it is over five days, but the the people who do advance to the last sixteen there will play two rounds, uh, you know, as they advance, and there is a third place match as well. So, so a few people will play. Four men will play seven rounds of golf. So there is a ton of golf here. That's interesting. I wonder if there'll be. 
wonder if you know part of handicapping this should be kind of a fitness component frankly it's going to be tough to play that much golf over five days yeah and that's where a lot of people are kind of fading on lee westwood a little he's older he's not he's in great shape for his age but he said like he's a little tired he's played a shitload of golf lately a shitload of really good golf and not only playing really good golf is I don't want to say that's more tiring, but being in contention on a Sunday is a lot more mentally taxing, they say. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, that, that can just tire you out. So, some people to look at to fade there. Um, yeah, I love this. this PGA we website has a nice little bracket tool you can use. Oh, yeah. You can you can fill out a bracket. Like, if your bracket's busted, go fill out a golf one. Look at, look at what I did for a background. This is 100% like not that. Miami. But it's, it reminds nope. me of the old Miami courts. The old Miami courts were purple like this. <laughs> this is like some in someone's backyard. I just love this purple court. Um, is this are we in the are we in the main draw now? Or this is first round almost. Action, right? Yeah, it's so the uh, WTA starts today. These matches are all first round matches. There are some qualifying matches. Um, I did have some picks for those yesterday, but those got, lines got beat into absolute oblivion. Um, so we'll skip over on those and then. Well, qualifying today finishes, but they also start the first round. So these are all yeah. first round matches. Uh, the first one here and over Jill Teichman, Paula Bedosa, two players I love betting on. Um, you know, spent a lot of time looking at this match, honestly, trying to find ways to attack Bedosa. She's a fairly sizable underdog, and I think maybe a little underrated in these conditions. But uh, what I noticed was just more value in this number here. I think that there's a great chance we see three sets here. I have this price close to plus 150, probably just between 150 and 155. Um, so love the over two and a half sets here. You know, maybe if you're looking for something a little more fun and exotic, pick whoever you think is going to win and bet them to win two to one. But I think there's a great chance we see three sets here. You know, normally again we would stack um, the game total here, but. This is going to be really tough. I mean, this, this is a three-set match where it might be 6-2, something like that. So even if you have an over 21, something like that, you're going to be kind of sweating that. So I actually put a full unit here, Andy, on just the over two and a half sets. I dig it. And then the Montgomery match, I mean, you can skip that. That started if you want. <laughs> did that? Yeah, oh, it did. It did start already. So um, we'll kind of skip that. But the the Bedosa is last in the order of play today. It appears so that should be. Yeah, later that one on should today. still be good. And then Potaroska is also that one. It looks like it is at in about an hour. <clears throat> which you never know it, it probably more than an hour truthfully based on how long some of these matches might take and then it looks like Williams is also this afternoon so you have a few hours on these yeah the rest of those are a little bit later apologies I didn't realize Montgomery was underway well she lost the first set so if you want to live better I actually probably gonna go in and do that yeah, there you um, go but so you could do that. You'll get a much better number than I got. Jesus, she got smoked in the first set. Anyway, um, Nadia Podoroska, someone, um, you know, obviously I've bet on a bunch of times. I think these conditions will be great. This is hard court, but the courts in Miami are slow. Um, and it's interesting because they're slow, but given the heat, given the humidity, and, and given the balls they use, there's still an, ab an ability for some players with power to kind of take advantage of that, and she has a nice combination of movement. She's not going to mind these slow courts at all, and again, the power to take advantage of some of those few things. Um, you know, looking at her opponent today, Meyer Sharif, a, a younger player that I think is, is just kind of wildly overvalued here. I would have hung a, a three and a half, a juicy three and a half, maybe even a four, Honestly, so happy to lay the minus three games. Um, let's just stick to that. Um, not using the money line, anything like that. I think if she wins, she's going to cover this number. And then we've got an underdog stack here. Katrina 
Scott is going to play Sorota Kirstea. Um, Sorota Kirstea, a very good hardcourt player, but generally prefers to be indoors, generally prefers faster courts, does not play well in North America, and I think has lost four out of her last five matches. She is a huge favorite over Scott, who's been playing well at lower-level tournaments, has already been in America, and is not going to have any kind of travel fatigue, and I think is going to enjoy these slow conditions. So put a half unit here on each of these, plus 360 on the money line, plus five and a half games in the handicap, and plus one and a half sets. I think the price on the plus one and a half sets was right around plus 130 or something in that range. So sprinkle a little bit on each there. I, th I think she's going to be at the very least competitive, and I think has a good shot to win this match, even at a huge number. And that one is, I, I, I was still looking at order of play. That one is coming up soon. If you're watching this or listening early, that one is uh, around one. Hours. Yeah. Around one Eastern, according to the order of play. But again, you never know if the, you know, if the Blinkova match goes three, if Lynette goes three, there, there's some things. So uh, there, there's some things that can always push these back. And then one more total. Venus Williams is going to play Zarina Diaz. I'm going with just the over 21 games here. I think this actually is probably a two-setter, but these are players that, again, love tiebreakers. I think we're definitely going to get a 7-5 here. If you're into some more exotic bets, um, take a look at some set overs here. Um, you know, some of my friends and great tennis handicappers love to bet those. My buddy Snies, my buddy Vinny loves to do this. So, you know, first set over nine and a half games, 10 and a half games, 12 and a half games. I think those are good looks. But in general, over 21, I think that's a nice number here. This should absolutely be 21 and a half, if not even a cheap 22. So um, a nice edge there for me. And again, I'll probably play some of those slower, smaller derivative markets, but I know they're harder to find. So I can officially tip it. Yeah, a little trickier. To, and they're, you know, get more outs. If you can't find it, get more outs. Christ sakes, people. It's 2020. Yeah. There's some um, offshores that have them. And some of the regulated books have them. DraftKings has yeah, it. For sure. Um, stuff like that. Sometimes FanDuel has them, but the prices are wonky. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. Bad Chris Bookmaker has a ton of different options. Especially this yep. is a bigger tournament. You know, if like I compare, you know, we talked about the players the other week. Not yep. quite a major, but pretty damn close. This is a massive tournament. This is a Masters 1000. So... Even though some people aren't attending, it's still a very big tournament. And finally, some college basketball. I, I only college college basketball insiders or inviter. I don't know what it's called. Only CBI action today. I'm back to the well on Coastal Carolina. They trucked. That score was actually not indicative of how much they were in control of that game. Two and a half, three was a joke. They were up by 15 most of the second half, just kind of cruising. This is maybe the class of this tournament. They were one of the teams I believe I picked to win their conference. I do believe they were a team that could have won a game in the tournament. They looked great yesterday, and they're another team. They're I'm doing these out of order for some reason. I put them in the wrong order because I really <laughs> wanted. To, I really wanted to talk about Chanticleers first, but they will face uh, Stetson, who got a win yesterday but it was on the back of their defense and their defense isn't actually that good. It was just kind of a goofy spot. I backed them plus nine. That was way too many, especially ended up uh, bowling green ended up with their starting point guard, not playing the game kind of as a late, I, I played it without knowing that. So that's a reason why that got steamed from nine to like six. But, uh, and, you know, there, there were some there were some whispers about him not playing once we got real close to game time. He did not play. That helped. And Stetson moved on. Stetson probably deserved to cover nine, but I'm not sure they deserved to win. You are not going to be able to do that, 
you know, against the Coastal Carolina team, they scored like 53 points and win. That doesn't work against the Chanticleers. You need to you need to get more on their level. Coastal's going to put up 70 today. So unless Stetson can get to 65, I don't think they stay within this number. And then Bellarmine, again, I actually played the over yesterday, and then the more I looked at it, I played a little bit on Bellarmine team total over, and then tick. I've, I've made like 17 live bets yesterday on the action, so I'm gonna have to go sort out that action, see if I came out ahead. <laughs> uh, Michigan, Michigan won the game, so that one was nice. But uh, a couple of those totals I, I got bid on, but uh, I did bet on some Bellarmine live. They really controlled the second half. Army, like I said, Army's a team that lets teams shoot from outside, lets you take your jump shots, and Bellarmine took advantage. This is a weird spot, more of a Pepperdine fade, like a goofy back-to-back spot for a West Coast team that maybe doesn't, you know, doesn't react as well to this kind of offense and doesn't do so well in these back-to-back situations if you go back and look. So this is another spot where Bellarmine probably can get another win, and these might be your finalists for the CBI championship, which I think maybe is tomorrow. I'm not sure if they're just going back-to-back-to-back down here in Daytona Beach. But those are my looks for tonight. Yeah, I got some Bellarmine at five. I'm fine with this down to four. It is uh, it is getting beat up a little at some places. I still see four and a half so in a few places. If you uh, never mind, it's down to four at uh, Bet Online as well now. So I'm fine with this at four. I don't know if I'd go too much more if it gets if it keeps going. Maybe to reduce your stake a little if you want to tag along. And of course, I did put these in this morning up on the BetSperts app. You can find me there at Andy A N D Y. Very simple. Easy peasy. And you can, of course, find Alex's picks under Alex Christensen. It's spelled on the damn screen for you. No space with an O at the end in case you're listening to this in podcast form. Ten Sun. Yeah, so Christensen, the the vowels go an I and then an E and then an O. Maybe I'll have to put this in the description. Either way, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, again, and I'm I'm making this a call out. If anybody has a contest or a bracket contest that is like second weekend, second chance bullshit ones, shoot me a DM because my brackets are super effed. I had Illinois advancing <laughs> in a bunch. I had San Diego State, the final four and one. I have... Oh God! Actually, a couple. Most of them are looking okay. That I went with. I went with some Houston, Baylor, Gonzaga, Florida State. So that one, there's a there's an iteration that looks okay. But a lot of the Illinois ones, obviously, are looking. I think I paired Any Illinois, Ohio I paired, States. Yeah, I paired Illinois. I didn't have Ohio State coming out, so that was nice. That's good. I I paired Illinois with San Diego State a lot. So those those are in. The, this is like talking about That's my fantasy team. I'm sure this is. Uh, I'm sure this is really one that's clean. I've got a Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, Florida State. I like that. Hopefully that gets there. So looking forward to that. We'll talk some more basketball later this week as we get back into NIT action and eventually into the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. But uh, again, thanks for the hang. If you're listening to this podcast, please give us a rate, review, subscribe, retweet, like, heart, thumbs up, all that. If you're on YouTube, Give us a thumbs up. And if you are watching on Periscope or elsewhere and you miss YouTube, it's back. It's just under the BetSperts channel. So just BetSperts. It's a new channel. We're not going to get banned from this one. We figured out what we pissed off YouTube so much with. We're back, and we're here to stay on YouTube. See you tomorrow.
Thank you.